Hi, and welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast, where we talk about all things flute and answer your questions live on YouTube. If you want to help us out, be sure to subscribe to our channel and add us to your podcast feed over on iTunes or Google Play. We all need sheet music, and we're proud to announce that we're working with Sheet Music Plus, home of the world's largest sheet music selection, and is a proud sponsor of the Flute Channel. Finally, if you're looking into buying a new flute, be sure to check out the Flute Center of New York at flutesforsale.com. With our code TFC at checkout, you'll be able to try three flutes or piccolos for 10 days, and whichever instrument you choose, you get an extended 18th month warranty on it. So be sure at checkout to put in the special code TFC at flutesforsale.com. Now on with the show. Hi everybody, welcome to the Flute Talk Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Emily. How's it going, Emily? Good, how are you? I'm good. So yeah, uh, we haven't done one in quite a while. It's been since uh, the festival, which is about a month, over a month we haven't mm-hmm. done one of these, and a lot of things have happened. We did the festival. That was yeah. pretty cool. That was pretty cool. And we put out all the videos of the concert, which yeah. was pretty cool. Everyone pretty much liked that. If you haven't seen those yet, you should definitely go onto the channel after this and uh, take a listen through the playlist for the festival. Also, um, what else happened? Uh, well, a lot of other things. We hit 30,000 subscribers, which is really great. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And yeah, it's pretty exciting. And then can't say much else except for that. And then lots of people, you know, on the channel, you know, on the on the channel asking stuff. And if you guys have any questions in the chat, let us know and we'll answer them because uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah. How did you like the festival? I liked it. I like yeah. um... it's like a month reflection. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like um, meeting new people. And trying to um, figure out how I can help them quickly, uh-huh. you because know, it's not like giving a lesson every week or every two weeks where you can. You have right. to try to find something and make sure the person got it, so they they go out with something. You know, absolutely. That's the the whole thing that they go out with something to work on and have fun with. I like when we have returning participants yeah am i speaking loud enough yeah i think so yeah okay i like i like when we have returning participants because uh we can see their progress and we build bonds Uh with them and also i see people building bonds together like making friends and right yeah yeah i love um i really enjoyed uh, listening to alexa still uh all her master classes mm-hmm. and playing with her and playing with uh, the pianist who's amazing mm-hmm. and Lavergne and yeah playing in concert yeah if you guys are interested in letting us like if you want us to put some of that stuff out we put the whole concert but some of the master classes are pretty good too including yours and hers some yeah. little tidbits of things let us know in the comments and we'll we'll try to get that in priority <laughs> i think we said uh we would make a package and yeah there's gonna be a package but we definitely for make a some, reasonable price yeah, yeah for the whole thing if people yeah. are willing to go through nine nine hours 12 hours worth of stuff we'll have that available for people but i mean we're gonna do little little snippets of some highlights yeah for yeah, sure for people that. as well because people I think who want the whole thing right so they can have the full experience we're gonna yeah we'll have it available have we'll it available, available out there so so people can kind yeah people who are not yeah. able to be there yeah. and get a part of the experience of the totally because when we do the live streams, um, mm-hmm. there's a talking, but there's there's not the interaction between the teacher and the student. Yeah. So you miss a, a part of it, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
and also well i liked um yeah i liked the concert and everything and after the concert uh we had a discussion about putting it online or not because mm -hmm. i thought it's not perfect but then when is it perfect you know because the thing is yeah, is, yeah. whenever yeah. you get better your your criteria also evolve with with it but they always evolve faster than your playing mm. that's why you evolve if you're uh, happy with your playing you're not gonna evolve exactly, anymore exactly. so right you know maybe uh when i was younger i would have thought that was the best but then and then we thought i remember we talked about it and i thought that would be a nice topic you know we thought well it's life it's a real concert mm -hmm. with real things happening sure. and uh and we have to be uh, open and and then we we put everything out and mm -hmm. some things i'm very proud of some things but in the in the whole i'm happy we put it out mm -hmm. but yeah we were talking about being um being real you know yeah. and also we were talking about recordings that mm -hmm. remove some of the air yeah. and that a lot of recordings nowadays they're fabricated oh yeah there's a lot of uh, yeah there's cut a lot and of that. paste yeah. you know I've participated yeah. in record in professional recordings sometimes as a professional flutist and we do a couple of takes from this bar to this mm -hmm. bar and mm -hmm. then we do a cut and mm -hmm. then we so yeah. you don't play the whole thing through right. and then the technician just goes yeah. and and does stuff together. yeah even alexa said the same thing and those bits of like that things just get fabricated and there's even videos now of very good uh recording engineers that uh really frown upon the whole uh you know adding reverb or mm -hmm. you know telling and it's not even them adding it, it's the person telling them to add it and it's a big faux pas now and there's like great great discussions of true. why th not to do that like and we decided not to put too much reverb because mm -hmm. yeah it gives some type of uh no it just it actually de deteriorates the the sound yes and no because it it makes sometimes some of the mistakes not sound so much because it but then you can't change but then you can't but then you can't uh, change it you can't change the, the the tonalities you know if you want to raise the highs and mids yeah. it breaks down and it's very bad yeah. but i think it's a way to hide what i mean by that yeah. is you can decide to hide or just show what yeah. is there and that's life life is not perfect yeah. you know? i think we yeah i think <laughs> we've been yeah totally i think we've been told uh, like whatever we've been or we've listened to certain things in our lives that have made such an influence that they were perfect fabricated recordings you know because every single concert i've ever been to in my life has never been perfect it's always just been the whole the whole in, the whole uh, uh environment the whole experience not the yeah. element of perfection I guess. and we don't really care that much i've been to concerts that were near perfect and where i was bored and uh -huh. i've been to concerts that had a lot of little things and True. where i was on the tip of my seat because it was so musical and so full of emotions uh -huh. so uh -huh. you know but uh -huh. i thought that was a i don't know if people are thinking about all that but yeah, yeah. Well, we'll go through that you know some being authentic and yeah. and yeah we decided to take the real sound that was there and put yeah. it there well we and had we I had microphones in different parts we had we had natural reverb from the room itself we had microphones put in front and also in the back of the room so that we can mix it a bit better and that's always a good thing to do and a lot of people neglect to do that and it's a very easy thing to do you can buy an h1 which is a hundred dollars put that right in the back of a room and then put close mics close to you and then record those two things together and then mix it in the in the editing room you know just adjust the digital you know uh volume and then until it reaches a certain 
you know, but uh, this way a it's threshold. natural. It's yeah, like that's why it's natural reverb. It, it actually captures the room in the room. Yeah. It's not like you're in a small room, but it sounds like you were in a in a cathedral. It right. Sounds yeah, like yeah. the room you were in. Yeah, exactly. It's a real reverb of the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, and there's even more uh, ways to do that to make it a bit more easier for people. So, yeah. yeah and we uh, were even talking about you know recordings where technicians can remove the frequency that does a shh you know the right. little the little sound the little air in the sound and then people start to believe that the flute doesn't have that when it does have it it's just they remove it because right. they know which frequency it is and they just go whoop we exactly and then people are looking for a type of sound that is not efficient totally. you know because mm -hmm. in real life professional flutists don't really sound like the way you think they sound like exactly so, yeah. yeah that was something like that i thought i thought i thought a lot about around the festival time mm -hmm. you know authenticity and accepting life it's a bit like uh you know accepting life the way it is not trying to make uh, this fabricated mm -hmm. thing and music i think is life like all art form i guess it's about portraying life mm -hmm. or an idea of what life is but yeah i think we have to uh, um, embrace it the way it is in a mm -hmm. exactly make it as so beautiful you... as we can but also accept the flaws that are there and yeah mm -hmm. so marxina said she played the polonaise and badinet for her chair auditions and she got second chair that's great 20 people that's pretty cool wow the connection's going a little funny they say but uh mm. we'll see and then um, yeah and what else is there there's also oh yeah what uh, Victor wants to know do you suggest a specific month for attending flute performances in concert I don't there's no specific months you know unless unless that means like usually concert seasons are from September to uh, what May. October May yeah for most places so check out the schedules in your area yeah and there's also flute festivals sometimes in people's cities so and then in the summer usually you have summer festivals for yeah. music but no i don't think uh, each each uh, uh -huh. place has their own dates but yeah, yeah. uh sarah is from australia luana is from brazil that's cool everybody that's cool uh, I'm a hello <laughs> yeah. i'm a 10th grader and i was or jj he's like i'm a 10th grader and i was chosen to play piccolo i got into wind ensemble slash symphony any tips for piccolo playing 10th grader what grade is that three four 15 16 year old i think we I have a video about piccolo playing we have a video yeah we do have a video about yeah. piccolo playing um well what i always say is that piccolo is smaller so you have to make it a little bit uh smaller aperture with your lips and then you have to support a lot because you need air speed all the mm -hmm. time and uh apart from that it's pretty cool and i would say practice you know sound exercises scales all those things on the piccolo so you get you mm -hmm. get comfortable not just the piece you know work right. on your sound listen to yourself and listen to some piccolo there's some i have a few cds like um what's his name oh there's a french flutist who recorded a couple of piccolo cds and it, they're good but i'm sure there's mm -hmm. things online too you know listen to the sound so you you know what it sounds like and then you can because if you don't have a clear idea of what you're looking for it's tough to uh 
right. get it, you know? Totally. Uh, what else is there? Brr, 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 brr. Yeah, hopefully that helps. Um, oh, here's another one. Uh, while I work on this. Hi, I was uh, Deborah Hargrove wants to know, I uh, wanted to ask how I can work on memorizing more of my parts. I find I stare at the music too much. Also, I've played the Stars and Stripes many times and I always forget it between summers. Okay, well, memory. Um, memory. Oh, and to finish with the piccolo. Yeah. I would say maybe practice with a tuner a little bit because the tendencies of the piccolo and of the flute are not exactly the same. Like the C uh -huh. sharp and all those notes, they're not exactly the same. They don't... Some mm -hmm. notes that are high on the flute are low on the piccolo, so maybe... You know, just to uh, mm -hmm. know where you're at. Yeah. Right. But yeah, for memory, I used to play by memory a lot. I do it less now because I guess I have less time to practice and yeah, it takes time. But the right. way I did, I do it, there's a lot of kinesthetic memory involved. So my fingers remember. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, my visual, I try to use all as many senses as I can to memorize mm -hmm. so I use a kinesthetic memory with my fingers and then I use my visual memory I know on which page I am uh -huh. I know okay now I'm here I'm there so all those things right and then I use my my uh, auditory memory because mm -hmm. I know the melody and all that stuff and totally. the rhythm and what's going on with the piano and all those things but the, the thing is to try to um, tap into those three main sources mm. if you try to remember just by one of them it's it's more difficult but if you try to use all three mm. it gets easier and you know repetition and making saying today I'm gonna play the first three lines by memory right not the whole piece at once and then you know that and then learning the structure you need to know the structure because very often yeah, the structure is important let's say you have a b a but the first time you have a uh the bridge there's a little bridge going to uh to another key right but the second time you stay in the same key you know you need to have it clearly in your head where Absolutely. you are because it's, it's just the fingers so there's a also an intellectual type of structural memory that comes in place as well mm -hmm. uh, what's this big structure but that's linked to my visual memory because my visual memory knows where it is in, on the music mm. usually when you play with the intention of learning by heart um, and you pay attention you see the, the structure mm. that's one of the reasons why I like learning by heart because you really have to understand the structure to learn it by heart mm. and then I think it help, it improves the, the playing, but we don't mm -hmm. always have time to do it. So. Mm -hmm. To go back on the piccolo thing, what should they be focusing on practice? What should I focus on on practicing for piccolo, I guess? Long tones and yeah. practice scales and practice the scales that are maybe even are being used in those pieces in, the, in that ensemble so you can get familiar with those things a little bit. I don't know. Practice well, thirds, yeah. you know. I would say the same scales you play on the flute. A tuner is helpful too for, for piccolo. Yeah, I just said that. You said tuner? Yeah. You said pieces, I just thought. Yeah, I said tuner just before we came back to that. 
but <laughs> you you look like you were listening but i guess you're reading things because there's a lot to read yeah um Yeah, yeah, practice you know, the pieces. And, and articulation. So when yeah. you practice, let's say you practice uh, Tafanel and Gobert, the mm -hmm. book, um, you have a lot of different articulations. Mm -hmm. So you should practice the different articulations as well. Yeah, with, yeah. on Piccolo, you know. Piccolo, it's pretty important, the articulations, because they're yeah. so exposed. Yeah. They're super exposed. And yeah. you know the mask thing that sometimes we talk about? To be, mm -hmm. to be, um, to have your embouchure steady, like, uh -huh. It's it's very important on the piccolo, and if you don't want to crack the first note, it has to be ready before you start yeah, playing. Yeah. It's true exactly. on the flute. I think it's even more true on the piccolo. Yeah. It's everything's ready. The air is there. Everything, and the mouth is uh -huh. placed, and then pff, you start playing. Uh -huh. There's no, you know, if you if you go and and start moving your mouth just when you start playing, it's not gonna work. Uh -huh. It has to be placed right. exactly. Uh, Sarah Brise, uh, she wants to know, uh, she doesn't know what it's called, but I've been playing for flute, I've been playing flute for five years now. My music teacher said I sh could start adding something to my long tones. It makes the note kind of swing. Uh, how do you learn to do it? She means vibrato. Okay. Uh, vibrato, yeah. So it's adding vibrato to it. Swing. <laughs> That's a funny way of thinking <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, swing or, or also vibrating, like vibrato. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I don't get the, the question. Uh... She wants to know how uh how to vibrate yeah how do you learn to do vibrato okay mm -hmm. we have a, a video about yeah, we have that. a video about vibrato <laughs> you should definitely check it out but the yeah. yeah the thing with vibrato it's it's a little plus there's difference yeah sorry go ahead no. sorry no, no no go 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 it's all good i'll okay. say after because it was very very interesting yeah the vibrato is uh when you um modify the pitch a little bit mm -hmm. so you go a bit higher and then you go back down and you use the air to do that um, and I, I would advise to start slowly and go and then build up a bit faster if you start to do fast right away the thing is uh, you might start closing your throat and go and then you can hear in the sound it sounds a bit like a goat mm -hmm. it's not very interesting uh, mm. yes yeah. you know so yeah. in our video it's really explained yeah. thoroughly totally. and there's examples and yeah. so if you go on the flute channel and you write uh, vibrato, vibrato. You'll or find flute it. vibrato on google or on youtube you'll find us yeah it'll, yeah it's funny about vibrato because like even this uh, past summer the way she went there's so many there's a couple of different ways that people approach vibrato which is kind of like it's a bit weird for me you know like the, what the, the, the alexa was saying about her teacher being very math mathematical about it and it's like this crazy i think it was oh. knife finger and stuff like that it was very very no, it's not uh, her teacher it's someone she knows yeah yeah it was Who knife was... finger though i think it was knife finger thomas knife finger or something like that i remember I but know. the way they there was somebody that she had mentioned somebody was very very like into it and it was like she, they were very mathematical it about it teacher it's someone it was someone else. teaching in chicago or something yeah, yeah, yeah. one of those people uh, yeah. but very interesting way of thinking about it yeah a bit a bit much i think no of course it is much i thought it was, but i mean it it's is a another lot of approach time spent yeah. or just yeah it's a lot you of can approach. be a bit more uh, because the thing is he, i think he was playing a whole phrase but not really playing each note and then something like that playing one note yeah 
thinking about the phrase and then vibrating only that note and then playing again. Yeah, something like that. So in order oh. to play a five-minute piece, you need to do that for hours. Right, I remember. When you could also yeah. be a bit, I think, but like, I don't know, maybe because mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot of stuff to do in my life. I don't feel I have time to do that. Mm -hmm. But I think I can only just be um, aware that I want to use my vibrato. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to be robotic. Yeah. I don't want to be playing like four per beat, yeah. which is really boring. Yeah. So, well, that's where it gets. Yeah, bit, yeah. But if you practice the, the way I, I say in the video, mm -hmm. it's you practice, let's say, uh, once per, you put your metronome and you go one per beat and then two per beat and then three and four and five. Mm -hmm. And the best is to practice three and five because they don't sound as robotic. You don't want to play four on each beat or no. two on each beat because it sounds... And then when you... And then take a note and play with it. You mm -hmm. start with no vibrato, then you vibrate a little bit, then more. And then you can you can use it really as a, as a tool, an expressive tool, so you can vibrate more wide and then mm -hmm. let more... Like, uh, less wide, you know? Narrow more, and less narrow. More narrow. Yeah. And then you can vibrate mm -hmm. faster and slower, and, wider, and you can yeah. play on all those mm -hmm. different things. Mm -hmm. But first, I would say be very patient, because mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of students that want to vibrate right away, and they do it with the throat. Mm -hmm. And before you can do it fast, sometimes it takes a lot of time. Some people get it right away. Some right. people it's longer, but you have to be patient, mm -hmm. so you don't ruin your sound with a <laughs> vibrato. Yeah, yeah. And I have a student. I've been teaching her vibrato for months you know and every week we do a little bit and whenever we go f we get faster she would get the throat and i would say okay we go back slowly and now last week or two weeks ago she started playing with a beautiful vibrato and she's able to vibrate faster and it doesn't go in the throat and but it's patience you know right. you're gonna get it but be patient and mm -hmm. even if you're an adult and sometimes adults they they want to get it right away or they think they're not talented and no you're mm -hmm. you're fine it's yeah, yeah. just the body needs time and you have to believe oh, yeah. that it's gonna learn it's meant you're meant to learn mm -hmm. <laughs> we're meant to learn it's mm -hmm. just you have to be patient with yourself and mm -hmm. and uh yeah and don't get discouraged about uh you know there's so much information out there on videos about vibrato and about different elements of the flute that are not our videos but <laughs> there's so much uh out there so really uh Get something that's going to feel the most, you know, basic so that you can have a good foundation because it it's really a lot. I, I look at everything out there and there's so much there's so much different opinions out there. It could be confusing, you know, yeah. try to pick one, preferably ours, <laughs> and start with that, you know, and then, um, yeah, because you get so many. Yeah, you, you've like you said, you've gotten countless people that you've had to fix their, you know or work on their vibrato a bit and kind of lead them in the right direction. Yeah, but usually I would say if you keep it simple, you know. Right. Most people I, don't though because people over... I uh, have a lot of students who come or I have online or at yeah, home, or at home yeah. that have problems with things uh -huh. and because they overcomplicate things. Yeah, and then I tell them know. just uh -huh. put your thumb here instead of there uh -huh. or don't smile or little things, you know. And then mm -hmm. their playing improves 
drastically, mm -hmm. very fast, in a minute, you know? Like pain, no pain, or right. any other type yeah. of uh, totally. thing. So, totally. Yeah, that's, that's why also sometimes it's good to have a pair of eyes that are right. outside. Yeah. Because you might not notice what no. you're doing, because we're exactly. not that aware of, of ourselves. Mm. Like we can, we don't see ourselves from no, outside. No, exactly. And if you don't have a trained eye that's looking for it, it could be, yeah. Yeah, I can't find things in the in the cupboards, but I have a trained eye for those types of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a different. Uh... Hey, Michael Mendes, he says hello. A lot of other people say hello. It's been hello. a while. Uh, somebody was wondering about the book. The book is coming out soon. It's just we're it's, we want to make it perfect. You know, we don't want to. We don't want anything to. We don't have we have to have reprints for no reason, you know, for little well, things. So, just course, producing it's going to be a while. Yeah, yeah it's it's going to. Hopefully, we're going to try to get it out in October, just before the holidays for everybody. Now, like I said, there are fifteen beginner lessons that lead you up pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty um, good. And then we'll do the second and third. Yeah. And I think by the third, you're you're in the big. I think yeah. I think you're gonna be able. To, yeah, we think yeah. that we're, you're gonna be able to be a, like a grade six, seven or eight RCM. Yeah. By by the third book, yeah. you're gonna, have a, you're gonna good, feel you know? you're gonna feel concrete about it. But really, the first one's the the one that we're really trying to establish the style and the the formatting and all that stuff. But it will be a physical book. We we're gonna work with a, a specific uh, publisher. Are we gonna sell PDFs as yep. well? Yeah. PDFs as well. There will be PDFs, so you can uh, read it off of your your iPad or you can print it uh, but there will be a book and it will be very affordable for everybody um, and it's uh, gonna be very good quality and it's gonna be a really cool uh, really cool thing so stay tuned for that but it's gonna come soon yeah because it's a lot of time it's a lot of time for to make you a, to put everything well just to make a book from scratch page, just to make know? a book from scratch yeah everything is custom made so it's a lot of time. just like if you hired a professional person it would cost fortune <laughs> yeah that's why we keep it uh, that's why we keep it uh, DIY price, and good know. price and just have it good good quality uh, what else do we got here we got a lot of questions uh, Michael Mendez wants to or Mikhail forget I always forget I have a question of uh, which of these uh, ways is correct to breathe uh, by the mouth or by the nose both are correct. Both can be correct as long as they're not very noisy, I guess. <laughs> like, or <gasps> you know, yeah. but 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 like you can do silent. I most uh, me, for instance, through the nose can help for some things, but it's but most of the time I breathe through my mouth. Like it can't, I can't breathe as well through my nose as I can with my mouth. Yeah, it depends on the person. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I can't. And it depends yeah. on the on the yeah. what you're playing. When I have mm -hmm. a lot of time, let's say I have two bars, I noticed, and I, I'm not really, uh, I don't spend like a lot of energy being aware of those things, but mm -hmm. I noticed I breathe through my nose when I have a bit more time, especially when I'm playing in concert, I might be a bit nervous. And for me, when I have more time, I breathe through my nose. And when I'm, I have less time, like I'm playing getting just a tiny breath between two notes i usually breathe through my mouth because it's faster mm -hmm. it's but through the nose it's slower mm -hmm. but sometimes i feel more calm through my nose yeah. so and i always try to not raise my shoulders so i really kind of breathe through down to my stomach so that my shoulders kind of don't go as high up because when i used to i could just go like but that's the not good way like really just 
trying to keep the shoulders down a little bit like that's how i would that's how yeah. i feel i feel more full that way because i always get tense by doing that you know yeah and you lose i, I, I lose I, a lot of movement i know there's a person who did i think it's a dissertation about the difference in breathing between men and women mm-hmm. and that that might be a difference because Maybe. for me if yeah. i really hurt my neck by trying to keep my shoulders down when i'm breathing in mm-hmm. that's not like I, a from i was kind of for me. pushing them down oh yeah pushing down is never good because the shoulders have to move because they're connected to your lungs like it's all connected, oh, connected to your so fingers <laughs> you want to all your nerves yeah but if you're really there. breathing in and if mm-hmm. you want to breathe a lot especially if you're not very like i i don't have a very big thorax mm-hmm. so i need to breathe as much as i can mm-hmm. yeah, if right. i only do the belly breathing i don't get enough air i have to use my whole oh yeah, yeah sure chest and oh i mean the so, whole 3d thing I, i mean more lower than higher if i want to but the lungs hemispheres. are high they're very high of course but they fill up there you know they go up there yeah but i think it's dangerous to tell people not to raise their shoulders like don't raise your shoulders yeah, don't but raise don't your shoulders that's the only thing push them down no, either i'm not even saying pushing down they will naturally like just keep leave down them where yeah, they're gravity takes to be. them yeah just but, wherever gravity takes them i guess you know that's my opinion yeah well i don't mean forcing or right? there's no forcing at all in what yeah. i'm saying it's just being aware that you might be pushing up if that's the case and then just letting them to be relaxed a bit more that way there's more room room for everything to move if everything's in a relaxed position everything's going to function properly but if you yeah. breathe properly your shoulders are going to go up yeah to a certain extent i don't yeah. mean like over but a lot of people overcompensate there's that's, a lot of over- that's com- overcompensation stress. but if you think about putting your shoulder blades back oh yeah I and can, yeah. and low then the shoulders will follow but i now i i used to think about my shoulders mm-hmm. and now i because of pilates pilates <laughs> mm-hmm. i do i i focus more on my shoulder blades i bring them back and down mm-hmm. and then the shoulders and even i can feel when i breathe in that my shoulder blades are going away from each other and then my mm-hmm. shoulders raise a tiny bit and i don't think about them too much i really think about my shoulder blades and mm. keeping them down mm. in the right spot and close to each other but of course when i breathe they go away but it feels oh, good yeah. you of know course, sure and everything is it in, is in its place because the problem with when we give an advice that's too um like keep your shoulders down like i used to have that advice and take it literally and push my shoulders down and hurt my neck and not i was not able to breathe Because I was not breathing fully. Mm. I was mm-hmm. half breathing. And I was always out of breath. Because I was, oh, I have to keep my shoulders down. Mm. And the lungs are very high. Mm. They're very high. Because they're over the diaphragm. Well, they fill up to your neck. That's where yeah, your lungs muscles. Yeah, they go all the muscles. way to your neck. So you can't breathe properly and have no shoulder movement. Oh, When you want to play the flute, which is I don't think anyone's saying. I don't think anyone's saying no shoulder movement that's all uh, yeah it requires a lot of air yeah. you, need, you need the shoulders to move because oh, you yeah, need to yeah. fill it up your body's your lungs are pushing your shoulders you know that's yeah. all it is i'm just saying the awareness but of course factor. you shouldn't bring your sh- your yeah. shoulders up to your ears mm-hmm. that's a uh, given so just monica was wondering when i was in high school my band teacher would tell us to keep our right arm up and horizontal to the flute but i've noticed most people tend to keep their elbow down How does it affect playing? It affects playing a lot because you, all your nerve endings, you have two big nerve endings in your hand. 
they split. So from here, that's one side, and this side's that side. And they're all connected to this really, really badly evolved spot. And when you lift things like this, you're now constricting it, and you're going to start getting massive problems in your hand. It's just like a biologist or, or, or and uh, those physical therapists, they're like looking at you when people do that, or people who, who go like this and type on the keyboards. It's, it's, it's literally pinching them, and the nerves start deteriorating because there's not enough blood going there over a long course of time. And then so you get no oxygen probably, either. No oxygen, that's no what I mean. Blood. Yeah, yeah, no blood. So no that's oxygen. a big problem. That's a big problem. So, yeah, it does make a huge difference. And on the feet, <laughs> you have a double problem. You have yeah. what you explained about that, yeah. but you also have the the um, wrist that's going to mm -hmm. be broken. Yeah, and then that's another problem. It's not even the nerves correctly. there. It's actually the bones and stuff that cause... That's bone problems then, too. Because then, yeah, yeah that's it, a, you're introducing a second new problem. You get another yes. problem there yes, because yes, yes. You're, not, you're, you're not meant yes. to have your no. your wrists bent like that. Yeah. Your wrist is supposed to be in line yeah. with your hand. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. that's why we put our yeah. shoulders down, yeah. uh, not yeah, our, sh our, our elbows down, elbows down yeah. you know, to keep everything in line as much right. as possible. Yeah. That's, that's so sad. Yeah. Let the flute like, come to you, not you come to the flute. And no you know? need to raise no. elbows. And you don't have to have it straight up. You can have it slightly slanted down so it fits comfortably in your hands. The flute's not very ergonomic, so it really is tough because... There should be extensions that are available to it, I think, more and more now because so many people are built differently that, you know, we always have to compensate if somebody is a different type of finger or some fingers are smaller than the others. And then those those what seemingly could be minute changes make huge changes in your whole shoulder and adjustments and body, stuff. Yeah. So really the flute coming to yourself and then making sure that the flute isn't rocking and uh yeah extensions i think are really gonna i'm really yeah, gonna like work into that thumb port or 3d printed parts i'm gonna really be working on that and trying to solve that problem which hasn't been hasn't been solved yet because thumb port is, has been around for a long time but that's one thing in the past 20 years where there could be way more uh, modification to the flute so right now you're thinking, thinking about, about those things and that? how how what type of things like can work for both hands to make it not rock because really a lot of the uh, uh, people's tone and stuff I think can really improve when the flute is completely yeah. stabilized when you don't have tone, to worry about technique and yeah yeah all those and things then will get better when you're nervous as well oh, it yeah. rocks yeah. even more yeah. and it's a whole yeah because if it's steady and it doesn't want to move you have so much luxury there to, to sound better and yeah. make sure things move so yeah that's very interesting that's going to be very interesting yeah because yeah. nobody's everyone just but, to think about you know i'm sure that band director he means well right. but totally. they're hurting people they're hurting like people because they get because they get taught that in 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 you know uh when you know band university band teaching you know when you go and because usually in those the... programs you have you have a, a course about winds and right. one about about um, brass maybe brass right i think and so, sometimes yeah. one about percussion yeah and it's let's say you have a saxophone player teaching yeah, all of the all, the, all yeah. the the woodwinds. Winds, yeah, so they're passing that down. And whatever they don't they know the from. flute no. that much. They don't know the clarinet or they the clarinet. Yeah. Or, so they say yeah, they might not. Yeah. Or maybe that band director saw that mm -hmm. once and he thought that's that's uh, mm -hmm. graceful mm -hmm. to have. Mm -hmm. You look like a little butterfly. I like that. Do, or maybe he heard someone playing well. Some people can play well with very bad technique and very bad position. And thought, oh, that must be uh -huh. it. 
you know? Right. Because it's, I wouldn't be able to teach saxophone properly. No, me, yeah, totally. <laughs> or clarinet. Uh, or, or clarinet, yeah. Allison Sinclair, she's like, she's saying I've played, oh, and her Farful Alfredo can, tells us congrats on 30,000. Thank you. Thank 30, you. 30,300 now, I think. That's great. It's growing and growing. Let's get to 100,000. If all of you go and tell somebody that plays a flute, we'll have yeah. more people and tell them to tell more people and that will be, be a fantastic. huge community. Yeah, I want the community to be nice and huge. I want all of us to come together and make each other better. It makes us better. All you guys definitely makes our flute playing and appreciation for music a lot better. Uh, yeah, Allison Sinclair wants to know, I've been playing flute for five years and this is my first year playing piccolo for marching band. Concert season is fast approaching and I'm concerned about switching back to flute. Any tips? Your flute playing is going to get a lot better because you're playing piccolo, I think. You're playing piccolo and you think it's going to work backwards, but actually your flute playing more, more yeah. nine times out of ten will sound better, so don't get too... Because uh, uh, airspeed and support on the piccolo and also precision on the, on the embouchure, right. you'll get you'll be even more precise your sound is probably mm -hmm. gonna be yeah but will, yeah. just go back to it yeah just go back to it just approach it you might do feel your long tones and yeah. play for fun sometimes yeah. in the beginning i don't even do any exercises right. i just take just pieces play and play and or play. studies and yeah. i start playing for right. fun yeah some people they do say they have a little sensation but that's just normal it's gonna your lips are gonna and your ears are gonna go right back into it after a few minutes they're very similar instruments super similar you know? super similar so, no no stress uh, what is going to be the book title uh we don't know what the book's title is going to be if that's what that means victor uh we don't know yet what the title is going to be it's not it's, she'll be the it'll be under her name but there'll be a title for the the book we don't know what the title will be um somebody's getting bad audio. if you're getting bad audio quality refresh your browser <laughs> We'll try our best to get all that stuff rolling a bit better. It should be okay. Things seem to be okay, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Well, what else is here? We got, uh, hi guys, I'm wondering if you have any tips on playing a trio piece on the flute. Three, three flutes? Three, you, mean, you mean three, Larissa, you mean for three flutes or like piano, violin, and, and flute? flute. <laughs> Let us know. We'll go back to your comment. Um, just Monica. I was told. Blah, 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 blah. Thanks for the information. I'm so happy. Uh, do you have any tips for trying out for clinics? Oh, trying out for like master classes and stuff. Tips for trying out? I don't know. I've, trying uh, out is like audition. Auditioning, I guess. Okay. Yeah, for master classes. Well, most master classes, you 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 usually you bring a piece to work on, um, and you pay. A certain amount, but I've never really seen any that are auditions for master classes. Oh, in Domaine Forger, they audition. Yeah, they do auction. Yeah, that's the only place I've ever really felt like the other places you just paid and then you got to play yeah. in class. Or sometimes they'll ask you to send a tape. Yep, some people they send, yeah, video. And then yeah. They, yeah, but. Yeah. Well, it's like any audition. <clears throat> yeah, it's if you're about sending a, yeah, if you're sending an audition, make sure you send your best take. You know, make a bunch of takes. If it's an audio thing, don't do any editing on it. Just try to get your best take and giving them your best don't give them your worst you know <laughs> don't be like 20 recordings and you pick the one that's like you know i don't know you know like, yeah yeah do a few takes do a bunch yeah. of takes and then listen to them see what you can improve on or if you feel like yeah. that's what represents you yeah um those can help yeah yeah, yeah three flutes but, is what lursa said yeah three but if, flutes. if you play in master class just uh try to be because sometimes we get nervous mm -hmm. and then we don't really listen as much and 
remember what the person was saying mm -hmm. so try to you know remember it's a learning experience right. you're there to learn you're not there to uh to prove anything no and exactly with that mindset mm -hmm. i think you'll get more out of it totally because the person there should be there to help you if the person there is not there to help you and is there maybe it's just a you know this person doesn't deserve all that energy you know because right. that's how it should be you give a master class it's because you want to help people mm -hmm. and uh, then if the person is not like that well it's uh, it's it's that person that person's issue exactly and that has nothing to do with mm -hmm. you if you go there with an open mind and you want to learn and mm -hmm. then it's perfect mm -hmm. you did what you had to do exactly yeah she meant three flutes so is this free flute stuff um i don't have a lot of it uh for the festival i went on flutetunes.com oh, and yeah. i found a, a few cute things for two for three flutes two flutes three flutes even little arrangements like uh, Vivaldi's uh, Four Seasons and like pop as well, like little pops arranged for three flutes. I thought it was it was cool and nice, you know. Right. There's probably a lot of music printed for three flutes, but I have like one book, yeah. and it's not that great. The book that I have. Yeah, flute tunes. Uh, I M S L P like I M S L P dot O R G could have some stuff. It's really hard to search through there, but you can definitely find Kulau or you know. There's also there's books. Of yeah, there's trios. a there's a, a yeah. lot of books on trios that you can buy that have collections. Like if flute world, you can go on their website and look for flute trios by 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 actual three flutes and they'll, they'll yeah. show you all your three flute and collection have stuff christmas books and you'll have all types of yeah, books and exactly. different composers and yeah exactamundo and maybe uh, even by by um level you know yeah. for beginners yeah. or different exactly. levels uh someone says raising your arms is so 70s i can't believe anyone is still enforcing that yep people are still forcing that and one thing i don't <laughs> understand is yes of course you're not a flutist but as a musician, we should all mm -hmm. learn about the body. Yeah. Because that's only starting now, recently. <laughs> you learn any instrument, the instrument is different, but the body is mm -hmm. the same. Yeah. And uh, I remember my, my son having pain when he was playing the cello uh, with, his, uh, with his bow arm. Mm. And the way he was explaining the technique, I told him, that's not possible for your body to do that and not be in pain. Right. And he said, well, that's how we play the cello. And then I... That's how we play the cello. I said, that's not possible. Some <laughs> people play the cello five hours a day and they have no pain. And mm -hmm. they would have pain. Like, like, that's... The body can't do that for yeah. extended periods. And then, um, well, I, um, I, I got him a teacher who was more aware of how the body works. And he fixed it in two yeah. lessons. Yeah. Fixed it in two wow. lessons because he saw, oh, yeah, look here. like, And then it turned out, yeah, wow. I was right. You can't play like that. There right. must be another way. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those things that I've learned about, um, you know, um, how do you call that? Alignment mm -hmm, and all those mm -hmm. things. I learned from piano technique mm -hmm. because I got interested in the Taubman approach of piano playing. And if you Google uh, Taubman approach, or you'll find they have a lot of uh, nice resources, and it's pretty interesting how they see uh, movement mm. and 
it's for piano but mm -hmm. it's really once you know how it works you can apply it to another instrument mm -hmm. and i think like a lot of people are saying like a lot of that comes from the 70s when marching band was really big and so that an american american marching band that was the big thing it's arms up look everyone has to look exactly the same and that was the easiest way to make everybody look very uniform so that passed on sometimes i think yeah. on, on youtube we see also uh, wind bands uh, from japan and that sound amazing but they have a lot of that because that comes from that comes and they from all play with the arms very high and the flute super straight that comes from uh, from wind from band United from United States, States yeah, uh, from Rochester okay. from there that was because that wind the, the traditional wind band that came that went to Japan they love that there so much the because oh, yeah. that's what they they want no, no offense but they want clean you know yeah it looks good because you have everyone yeah. but it's not right for the body it's uh, it's not the best exactly you know? but yeah yeah it's about uniformity I understand mm -hmm. that but Right. I think you can still look okay. Like you can look mm -hmm, good mm -hmm. without being that straight. Right, exactly. It's the flute, you know. Yeah. Uh, Farfowl uh, Alfredo wants to know: Do you have any tips on choosing a flute repair shop? Yeah, because there's apparently not many good ones. Sorry, if people are in that re in repair shops business, but uh, we get a lot of comments from people saying that their repair shop is not even close to what the repair shop that we go to here. We're very lucky to have a very well maintained and uh, is there any good. repair shop that uh, you can s mail your flute to and then they mail it back or is it yeah you can you can do that. do that you can do that with I think you, with the flute center in New York you can do that yeah because they're Definitely very good there yeah they're very good excuse me yes they're very good there um, and we go make to, sure, to uh, yeah, Twig, Twig Music and which they is have a, which in, is very good too in the too. province of Quebec yeah. they have like in Quebec City and Montreal yeah right. Um, but like things that you should that you that you should look out for that are good things I guess about a is that they have technicians there that uh, have specific uh, qualifications like maybe even Straubinger a certification because that's a very um, difficult difficult thing to attain like and you need to really be good at it and you get a certification for it. that even usually if you can don't tell want you, the Straubinger yeah even if you don't want Straubinger that usually tells that you're yeah. that that person's a very a, uh, they're very advanced, advanced and they, 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 yeah, and they, they, they can, they have a good sense of detail and stuff like that. Because the the yeah. lady who repairs uh, our flutes, mm -hmm. she told me that the flute, because she repairs different instruments, yes. but she's really more uh, specializing in the flute right now. Mm -hmm. And she told me that the flute is different from all the other ones, and it's a bit more, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, a bit more. Um, tricky i guess yeah and it's a little trickier you know that it's all metal so you have to deal but with sometimes metal. you have people that repair everything and they're yeah. not that knowledgeable in flute right or, and yeah, yeah, we're exactly. lucky because she's yeah. really knowledgeable in flute yeah, and so she's I guess, constantly getting better and better yeah. yeah so look for people who are who are those types of accreditations uh, what else um, ask other flutes who they recommend if they know anybody if you know any other flutes if you don't know any other flutists yeah you can send your flute to people there are a bunch of people all over the world very good reputable people you can check on Straubinger's website uh, they have a whole list of all their Straubinger technicians all over the world by country and by city so you can check where your nearest person is and you can email them and talk to them maybe you can mail your flute to them and then they take care of it um, usually and I think oh and he's saying he has a very old Arlie he wants to get an estimate on for if it's worth overhauling well if it's an old flute usually uh, to get it back 
especially if it's an artly and it's not like a, a real true uh, expensive handmade flute you're looking between 500 to you know a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars to get it fully repaired from 60 we 70 had, years ago right yeah so we had one that we had overall yeah. recently a yeah, we have to go and pick that. yeah we have to go and get that it was 650 i think oh that's what she estimated for you yeah yeah so that's pretty good so 650 so uh, Canadian, so it's cheaper yeah. when it's not a professional yes. flute because it's professional flute, it's like a thousand, oh, way more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just the amount of work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it might be worth it because then that's your flute. You know, if it's something you've had for a long time, and it's something you played, but then over the course of time you stopped and then, then started deteriorating. Maybe it's worth uh, repairing because Arlie is a very good flute. I guess if well. you um if you call a shop or yeah, even maybe take a picture a few pictures and yeah. they can see uh, how it is yeah, and then they'll tell the, you yeah you know? take a picture of the pads take a picture of any dents if you see any dents any like you know put, put it towards the light and if you see that the metal that makes a weird weird shape against the light that usually means there's a dent going on you want to see uniformity yeah. Uh, before sending before it before sending it because they can give free estimates pretty much sometimes one of my students her flute she brought it to the shop and the lady said oh, it's a sheet, there's sorry. so many things to repair on this flute it would cost more than getting a new one sometimes it's not right. worth repairing yeah. because mm -hmm. like everything was bent on yeah. her flute right, and right, right. that you know yeah. she just got a new flute now exactly. she's super happy yeah. about that so maybe take a picture yeah. and send it exactly and and uh, there, but if it's a good flute and you have it in a very good shape and it, it closes well it can sound amazing like any right. good flute that's well maintained mm -hmm. can sound yeah very good um she's near chicago yeah there's a there's a bunch of sh people in that area that's like repair central there's a lot of repair places around there there's a lot of flutists there's a lot of flutists city. in that area you can definitely check see like repair shops in chicago who prepare you can also i think there's even a flute society in chicago you can join their facebook group and talk to them there and we uh, even have yeah. a student from chicago we even have a student from chicago too <laughs> if you want to have lessons you'll be the second student in chicago that we have. <laughs> um so hopefully that helps what do you think about the brand gemeinhardt gemeinhardt's a good brand we don't have any gemeinhardt flutes elias guzman is asking that they're a good brand did we should... try some we did try one or two they're on our flute center of new york trial videos you should definitely contact them and they'll give you a bunch of combined hearts to try um yeah you can if you're do, looking for yeah, if you're looking for flutes yeah so just you can go that. on flutesforsale.com and you flutes number four sales.com and use our code tfc yeah. and um flutes for sale not flutes for sales <laughs> oh i'm sorry <laughs> very sorry flutes for sale and um or you can call them yeah and uh um, yeah just use our code it helps us Mm -hmm. And it helps you because you get. Um, you can try up to three flutes, and yeah. uh, you get free shipping. You can try flutes up for ten days, up to ten days, and then you pick the one you want if, you, if that's the case, and then you mail the other ones back, and they take care of everything. So and you have extended warranty. Yep, yeah, you of get uh, months, yeah instead of a year. So yeah. yeah, so that they're really really good for that. So if you're looking for flutes, go to them. They have the largest selection. They have every flute, every flute brand. So if you need a flute brand, they'll get that for you. Any modern flute brands, they're yeah. there. But you can try my hearts. There's there's flutes that work there. A lot of flutes work in a lot of different companies. The, you know, a lot of the flutes that are built now would be prestigious 80 years ago, 100 years ago. You know, like this the yeah. quality is so high, even in the student models that you know there's just uh, uh, when we went in New York last time and made a bunch of of reviews, I was surprised yeah. by the quality of the flutes. Yeah, 
The quality is definitely increasing. They're they all. I mm-hmm. thought they all sounded good. They you all know? can play exactly. It's kind of uh, it. It ends up being just um, how you feel with that flute. How mm-hmm. you sound. You know mm-hmm. what you what makes you sound mm-hmm. better or how you feel best. Exactly. You know? and so that's why you have to try a couple. Yep. Exactly. Matthew Gelderman wants to know how do you improve rhythm and sight reading better. Uh, Michael Mendes also st- and then Michael Mendes adds to that you guys should make a video about different sight reading techniques. Yeah, we should. That would be people would go crazy for that. I think I want to make videos about like, rhythm as well because like when we did a, the um, festival, we had a some people that I I noticed the rhythm was an issue for them. Right. First, there's the pulse. You know, mm. feeling the pulse physically because. Music is a um, right. is a sensory thing, mm-hmm. you know. You, it's physical. You have to feel it in your body. It's it's also intellectual, but it's really both, you know, mm-hmm. emotional, physical, yeah. and uh, and intellectual. But the rhythm is really physical, so you you have to feel it. And then once you feel that pulse, you mm-hmm. have to refer to it all the time. Oh yeah. The pulse becomes your, the container in which you put the rhythms. And that container has to be always the same size. And the rhythms go in that container that has the same size from one to the next. So what I advise to do is to click the pulse and read the rhythm first. Uh And then play the notes, you know, then take your flute. There's a, a preparatory thing you can do. And once you're very good at sight reading rhythms, then it gets easier. But you can also put little lines where the pulse is on your music so you yeah. can see where it is. And um, what I've been doing with some students lately is I advise them to take their music, listen to the music and focus on the rhythm and the pulse and always see on the on the part where the pulse is right. and visualize where it is and just do that. And then they play. So it, they're mm-hmm. very aware, they're mindful of the rhythm mm. and of always referring to that pulse because that's that's the that's the basics of music. Rhythm is the first thing that came up when human beings started playing music. We started dancing and clapping our hands and stomping our feet before we sang melodies. So it has to be the basics of mm. playing music still. It has to be the foundation on which harmony and melody well melody is before harmony as well melody and harmony come on top of that you know Mm -hmm. and they're all important but the rhythm is really the container in which you put well no the pulse is the container in which you put your rhythms Mm -hmm. and that container has to be equal and stable but listening to music and clapping and walking and there's different things you can do that are physical you know, sometimes I make students walk on a pulse and do twice as fast with the feet mm-hmm. and things like that. But I think I'm going to make a video about those types of physical exercises mm-hmm. to feel rhythm better. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we should do something about sight read, like adding this right. written part. Because that's another thing. We, we teach music a bit... Um, in the in the wrong order mm-hmm. if i might say because music is a, is a language and when you learn a language you learn usually as a little child you learn to speak and understand well you learn to under you understand before mm-hmm. you speak so you learn to understand and then speak 
and then you learn how to read and write and the and you learn the um, grammar and the mm -hmm. syntax and mm -hmm. all the structure mm -hmm. of the language mm -hmm. but in music we learn how to read and write before we learn how to use it as a language mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the rhythmic mm -hmm. exercises and you know I, I teach music a lot even to children and I do dalcroz which is a is a there's some people in the United States it's eurythmics I think it's kind of a brothers in the in music education mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's about feeling rhythm, walking on on beats, mm. and feeling all that, and playing with balls, and feeling the rhythm. Yeah, that's very, it's that's very the, basic, rudimentary, like getting those feelings inside. But if that's you don't have the, them. the yeah. yeah, that's the basics, and yeah. it's funny because I had an okay sense of rhythm, but when I did my music education uh, bachelor's degree, because I did my performance degrees, and then I did mm -hmm. my bachelor's education degrees, I had to do those courses of mm -hmm. uh, Dalcroze and Orf and all mm -hmm. those but specifically Dalcroze I felt my rhythm after doing those things because in the class we would do the exercises that we mm -hmm. would teach little kids mm -hmm. I felt my rhythm was even better than before because mm -hmm. I had that feeling you know mm -hmm. really deep feeling and now uh, I'm more uh, steady I'm more mm -hmm. definitely there's probably cool visual ways that we can we can put that out as a series and I know there's yeah. those that those I don't know about you guys you have there's a rhythm book that's from school that's really good there's a rhythm book that there's a blue book that I know about and then you have another one that you know and those are really it's just rhythms it's like hundreds of pages of different yeah. rhythms that you can clap and it goes from beginning difficult like easy to very complex and difficult with two hands and stuff that's cool those are, I the think the one I use a lot with with students is Martenot yeah but it's a French book right. and they use French words right to uh, go with the rhythms but one part can really be used even in English right. is the part that they put a line yeah the line system pulse. yeah the line system so is good you clap the yeah. on your thigh mm -hmm. you clap the pulse and with your mouth you say the mm -hmm. rhythm so you'll sure. go ta 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 yeah. ta ta sure. ta but yeah. that's your mm -hmm. pulse here because mm -hmm. I know sometimes uh, the books that I saw that were more used with English language, you clap the rhythm with your hands. You can clap and also say what you also say too, but they don't say the the, the things on the bottom. It's just rhythm, I which know, is really not interesting. It's not visually enough. Like yeah. line or saying ta-ta, tiri, 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 yeah. or any of those types of things are missing in those books. That's why I feel video could be something that you can add more to yeah, it. Because I feel that if you clap the rhythm, you miss that part where you have to feel the pulse somewhere mm -hmm. in your body. Mm -hmm. That's why I like the the mm -hmm. the idea of clapping the pulse and right. saying the rhythm. Because mm -hmm. if you clap the pulse and say the uh, clap the rhythm and say the rhythm, then where's the pulse? You have rhythms, but right. rhythms yeah. are nothing without a pulse. Mm -hmm. They're nothing because yeah. they don't have any container. Then. How do you know yeah, that? Yeah, to find the internal pulse of it. Yeah, like where is it, you know? But it, you, when you teach, you have to make sure that your student really feels that pulse. Mm -hmm. and yeah, the subdivision, I guess. And stuff so like when that. I yeah. see my student right. going like this, I know they feel the pulse. Yeah. If I don't see it, you know, I have no indicator mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. it's understood. Yeah, yeah. I think putting it outside of the body is mm -hmm. a good way to oh, start. Oh, it's an additionally good way for sure. So totally. Th or maybe it's because mm -hmm. I was taught that way, so I'm more attached to that way of sure. teaching it. But mm -hmm. it's like not everything I was taught was the right way. But for rhythm, I was taught I was taught I think the right way. Mm -hmm. Some other things I teach differently, but that mm -hmm. I think it was uh, it was a good way. Robert Cowles wants to know: Do flutes made from different materials really sound different? 
Yeah, I, I don't like using the world sound different. They feel different. That's me. I don't like the whole thing about it sounding different because they're, they're microphones that put in front of a flute that has different materials and the frequency state looks exactly the same when it's recorded back. But there is a feel for sure with different metals that make things easier to accomplish mm. on the flute. That's not not completely because then there's the cut of how the head joint is and the way the tones are built and the stress on the metals all add up to make this thing work. But that's my personal preference more and more um, the sounding different thing. There's a very good video and I'm, I want to replicate it and do that and uh, show a, a, an actual wave graph because that but, tells you the frequencies and frequencies are tone colors. Because some, you know? some scientists, like I remember uh, we were having dinner with a physicist and a bunch of flutists, you know, and the physicist was like, what are you talking about? I, I know metals. I know I've studied science like those things can't affect your sound. It's not about that. And mm. I feel I, I sound different. But is it psychological? You know, they did stuff with the wines and uh, they did the trials and they, they take a cheap wine and they put a very expensive sticker on yeah. like a sticker yeah, yeah. That, of a very expensive wine. And people are fooled. Even people that that's are a, yeah, knowledable. A, are that's getting, definitely a, a different type of so experiment. Maybe because, I'm getting uh, fooled by because yeah. I see the metal. That's why I'm saying I feel it's more of an internal feeling of how your body works with the device, but the device still makes the sounds that you want to accomplish, you know, because maybe but your I, other flute doesn't do it. I feel I sound better on silver than gold. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, all depends, I guess, because like, there's some studies of But the other day I tried an yeah. Orimite flute Sorry. and I thought I sounded better on that flute. Yeah. So maybe it's the cut. Maybe it's not the metal. You know, what do it, I know? It could be the cut and the metal. It's definitely all of it combined. My point yeah. is that it's all of it. The the craftsmanship of oh, it, you so, know. So you think we put metal, too much yeah. too much, too much in, importance on the metal yep. when the craftsmanship 100%. of the food 100%. is 100%. more important in, in yeah. the end. Yeah. Well, it's all of it. The all craftsmanship it, includes yeah. the metal. The yeah. choice of what type of metal. All those things. So it's not... It's not all to have a gold flute. No. It's about how it's been made. You can have a very well-built copper flute and it'll sound fine. You know, it could sound fine. You know, you can have a, a brass flute, you know. Most flutes uh, from the past, there were some brass ones that just mm -hmm. sounded fine, you know. There are some heavy flutes that sound fine, you know. It all depends on how it's built. And, I, yeah, I, yeah that's, it's a lot of stress on, 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 on what type of metals used. What type of head uh, joints use? Like that's the whole head joint market too. Head joint market is more like the the wine market. It's the whole wine mm -hmm. thing. That I would relate that experiment you said about the wine to head joints now, because uh, people people perceive that the head joint. But the head joint does causes, make a big difference. Makes a big difference, but a lot of people say it makes the biggest difference. But it doesn't make the biggest difference. You can have a crappy flute that's not well made, and then put a good head joint on it, and it's still gonna suck. Of course, because you know. uh, if it's not closing properly, yeah. it's gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, it's only—I don't know what the percentage is. It, there might be yeah, a percentage, but it's a but whole it, it's thing. It's a whole thing. It's not just one thing. No, and it's not because it's more expensive means you sound better on it. Because yep. you might sound better on a silver flute than a gold flute. Yeah. And even you can sound uh, good on tried... a twenty-dollar head joint instead of a four-thousand-dollar head joint. 
You know twenty dollars. Yeah, there's place? a guy in there's a guy in Armenia that makes twenty to eighty dollar great head joints, superb. Nobody knows who he is on eBay, and he makes out of makes them out of ceramic, makes them out of metal, makes them out of everything, and they're for flute, and they're uh, sound great. I've heard people play on them on uh, YouTube, and I was just like, hmm. no difference from. You should get one. You yeah. should get one and try it out. Yeah, yeah but, totally. Yeah, but I remember we tried a flute that uh, Yamaha. And the body was not totally silver. The head joint was not the body. Nickel silver or something. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I was. It was a great flute. Like uh -huh. probably this one was very well made and everything, and I played very well. Uh -huh. So yeah, it's not just about the metal because uh -huh. I thought that flute sounds as yeah. well or even better as have some silver flutes I've tried. Right. Uh, what do you see here, Michael Mendoza? I'm in the same situation. I'm in that situation that my flute has many things to repair. That I don't know if it's worth paying a repair or overhaul. If it's an intermediate flute, you should or higher, you should get it repaired and overhaul. Don't buy just buy another new flute because it's gonna you're gonna run into that pattern again. <laughs> buy another flute. Buy another flute. Don't do that. That's yeah. really costly. Some people, some places, they take exchanges. Yep. And usually, they what they do is, let's say you get a like the flute two thousand dollar flute, but flute. Uh, Flute Center of New York, they take it in um, consignment, in consignment yeah. and then they, when they sell it, they, yeah. they pay to they you. Some other That's places, like uh, Twig in Montreal, they they take it sometimes, they buy it from buy you. Buy it from you. And regularly. so let's say you get a $2,000 flute and they give you $1,000 mm -hmm. for right, it. Right, right, then right, they charge the yeah. taxes on the 1000 right. on the difference. Yeah. So you, There's different it can be places, worth yeah. it, but you can also sell your flute and buy yeah. a new one. You can... Yeah. And you can also just get it to a technician right. and ask if it's a yeah, person is it, you yeah. trust who's, yeah. who's honest. You ask, is yeah. it worth? But most people don't know if they have to trust people yet. You know, it's usually their yeah. first time. So, I would, like I said, try to find a technician that's certified in something in flute that's very notable, which is like Strawbinger or any of the top companies. If they have a certificate in that, that's important. Um, they always usually give free estimates. So you know, in a in a good, well maintained flute by a repair technician. Is better than a new flute, you know, because a new flute always needs to kind of go back and get especially fixed up that. Again. Also, um, let's say you get a cheaper flute, they're made fast, and if yeah. you want it to sound very good, it it has a potential to sound very yes. good. But you still need to go to a technician and say, "Can you make my flute sound as good as it can?" Right. And maybe that's what you need to do. Say, "Okay, how much would it be for you to make it sound as good as it can?" Not just repair the basic stuff just make it sound as good as it can because uh -huh. i want my flute to be the best it can be right that can be worth it too because uh -huh. i remember at the festival alexa told that to a student saying yes. that flute it's That's a true. good flute but it's the cheap flute from i don't know which yeah. company and uh -huh. they make it fast they have to get them out but everything's there you just need a good technician to bring it to its full potential right, right and right. then exactly. you'll sound even better right exactly but those technicians, yeah. they need to know that's that's what you want because if not, they're just gonna keep it to yeah, a, they're just gonna keep it to level. Usually, it's just like medium high tension. You, you yeah, know? yeah. Usually, people, yeah, and they'll ask if you want like low, medium, high tension, or normal tension. Go with what you're comfortable with, which is usually just normal, like yeah. reset. Um, Zebeth wants to really, yeah. A lot of people they want to see videos by us about rhythm. Okay, uh, I love rhythm. Yeah, you're rhythm crazy. Love rhythm. I should have been a Matthew, dancer. Right. <laughs> Matthew Gelderman. Percussionist. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Gelderman. He, I lead a flute section of nine. That's pretty cool. And I was wondering if you guys have tips to help all of them at the same time 
and how to get them back on time if they get lost. Well, reco recover, you know, learning how to recover is an art form. So, you know, really for me, I was told just go back into it, find where the downbeats are. If you've lost your sense of where you are, look for downbeats. You know, when you're looking through a piece of music together while you're in rehearsal, mark down where specific things that your ears like, oh yeah, I know where this is exactly. Mark those things down and then wait until you want to get back in. That's those are that's a really good tip I yeah. usually give people. If you're nine people and you're lost, you can just um, kind of lip sync. Yeah. And until then, you oh, find yeah. like, don't just go and play. Yeah. Yeah. There's nine people. Listen you know? to them. Listen to them. And then find the like, note. Open oh, your yeah. ears and find idea. out where you are. That's a really good. Don't tip. go and play that's wrong notes tip. in the middle of the thing. Totally. Yeah. Don't fake. Don't fake and with. Yeah. Just fake just, it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah fake you know? it. Yeah. Fake it like that. Air fluted a bit. Air fluted yeah. a bit. Look for where you, you are. are. No one will know. No. 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 No one will know. That's what I would tell. That's a good idea too. Students and. Yeah. Oh, listen a lot. Yeah. Listen a lot, and then there can be. Yeah. Like help between people. Oh, yeah, I remember totally. in high school be, be, getting yeah, lost, totally. and my friend next to me would be like pointing. Yeah, be communicative then... with each other. Also, if you're if you're if you're leading the section, you're leading them through rehearsals. Remember, rehearsals are where you have to make mistakes. That's mm -hmm. where you learn. You know, it's okay to make mistakes in rehearsal. Completely, we should not we should not stress too much when people screw something up that and point them out or so. Just be like, oh, you missed something there. Be yeah. sure to get that next time. And sometimes it's not even worth telling them yeah, you can, because they usually know. You can know, you can yeah. see if they know, yeah. and maybe you can offer help. Yeah. Do you need help with that? And yeah. if they know, you know, because and if if people stress, usually when they get nervous, they make more mistakes. Yes. So it's about, as you said, yeah. not stress too much. Yeah. It's the time to make mistakes. Yes, the time to make, which is almost the opposite feeling in most band rooms. You know, when it's, and, it's and, competitive and, and there's all these different things. I was going to say competition. Sorry. It's, so sorry, it's, yeah, no, yeah. no, it's just, it's funny. We're going in the uh, same direction. Uh, I was like, wow, he's uh, thinking yes. that we think the same. Uh -huh. Yeah, because the it's a cooperative experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point of all that is to make beautiful music. It's not to be better than someone else. You know, uh -huh. we live on this planet. We think that band right now is so important. Uh-huh. But maybe we take a step back and we realize it's just Ben in that room right now. Right. Uh -huh. There's other Bens and then there's other stuff going on in the world. And then our planet uh -huh. is super tiny. Maybe we shouldn't get so nervous about uh -huh. and so mean towards each other for right. little things. Totally. And <laughs> yeah, I'm getting um, it. But, you know. Uh -huh. and yeah, metaphysical. But <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's this right. thing of why, why put so much... Uh, stress when we can help each other mm -hmm. because the point of all of, of all of it is for it to sound good not for you to feel that you're better than someone else or no. someone else to feel he's better than this other person yeah. or exactly like exactly. making that ambiance of helping totally. each other mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yeah yeah so if you guys have any more questions last qu couple questions we'll answer about three or four so more and sad then we'll when we when we go all in, oh. in Totally. competition and we associate yeah. music with competition a lot oh yeah because it's especially in some Additions places there is a there's you're actually in some bands in some states you know you're constantly fighting for the first chair and then people can challenge people during rehearsals to take their position so it's this competition which i can't understand too much because i feel that it's now making the music a bit less um important 
Instead, it's about an individual yeah. beating somebody. It's a sport now. Yeah. Which art it's, it's, is not sport. It's got its... Yeah. But that's my opinion. Here, if you guys do that, that's cool. But here, like, it's whatever. not like and, that. No, no. But in, here in Quebec, it's not like that. I, like, I, when I went to school, it wasn't like that. Someone mm -hmm. was first year, but there mm -hmm. was no... And it was just okay this person mm. is a bit uh, more advanced right. than me and his first chair or i'm more advanced i'm first chair mm -hmm. i'm helping mm -hmm. everyone else out and also when you're first chair it's about you yourself being mm -hmm. be, being uh knowing your stuff mm -hmm. so people can rely on you right people like people will look at you you mm -hmm. look at the conductor and people will look at you to know where to come in right they'll they rely on you so you yeah. have to be strong and also as you said look at the conductor Yeah. Have an eye on on mm -hmm. the conductor and see the first beat. Yes, exactly. And then you know where you are. But yeah. but it's yeah. sad that that competition. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. music and yeah. it should be an expression of life. And totally, totally. I but agree. You want to do music and that's how it works. Where you do it, mm -hmm. whatever you can live with that. I guess because music right. is great and yeah. you want to do it. Totally. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you have to uh, go through that. Well. Yeah. Another suggestion uh, would be make a video about head joint cuts. Yeah, I really want to make something about that just general information yeah i'm thinking about doing that the problem is that there's so many different styles of head joints that i think i'm not going to talk about those styles of head joints i'm just going to talk about what to look out for and what things change between different head joints like what the the different length and cuts. depths and cuts uh, and what is a cut what is a cut in a flute really um a lot of people don't know that they think it's something but it's not that sometimes oh that's gonna be very interesting yeah we'll see yeah that's gonna be something i, I think might be good have you played gardner head joints derek daniel says i've tried one um what do you think of them uh what do you think of the head joint as a possible upgrade for a 70s generation clothes hold hanes thanks for everything you're welcome um give it a try first um my theory always is that try to find a head joint that that fits your flute pretty well if it's too loose I don't like the fact that uh, people get their tendons stretched out it mm -hmm. actually kind of makes the flute less what it was before and you're actually like kind of weirding out the material like you want it to get to get it at its original made you know my so, flute was my head joint was stretched yeah out. right and so try as many as you can uh, I'm not I'm not familiar I like I've tried once one of his head joints but if You should try a bunch of different types, including the same make of that one. Try different makes. Um, yeah. Also, maybe your old head joint of your Hanes might need a new cork or, yeah. or even a, a new material. Like uh, there's Rhino uh, stoppers. There's also Delrin, which are made out of plastic that vibrate really well. And those things all last forever. That could be something that could upgrade your your, your recent your, your your original head joint too um and that could be a good thing as well um but try as bunch of bunches uh, as many as you can that i think deal also works for head joints too i think for the flute center of new york as well so you can definitely check out with them they have lots of head joints you can try out i don't there. think i ever tried that that type of head gardner joint. it's a guy for, uh, it's brad gardner's uh, head joints i think from yeah. cincinnati or something never tried yeah it. they didn't get up here i don't think It's more mostly Lafayne here and uh, Brannon and stuff yeah. like that. But the Lafayne yeah. we have here, they all have this thing. Yeah, the two bosses. And, and they're all not stuff. all like that. No. But the ones we have here. And yeah, because those I are I don't really those, like those yeah, uh, not, little yeah. mustaches. Yeah, the mustaches. Some people, I don't know if you guys have all noticed these ones, the ones that have a little bit of extra metal on top that kind of guide the air in. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. I feel it's more for, let's say, a doubler because it it, it helps with having a good sound because yeah. it sends it in the but right there's direction. Also good cuts. There's also just good cuts out there that are good but for what doublers I mean is too that work. When you play with that, your sound will be good. Like, will it? Well, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be easier to get a, a good sound yeah, because yeah. it directs the air, yeah. so you don't have to do it. But then, if you want to do different colors, and right. then you're kind of more limited because it still yeah. directs the air there. Yeah. So, I'm going to do an experiment because there's a, and no one else has done this, but I don't think anybody will want to. But get a smoke, I have a smoke machine that I'm going to try to prepare. And actually, you see, you'll see the actual air blowing. And it'll actually prove whether or not that's doing it or not. Oh, that's interesting. So that's how that, you know, that's yeah, how it works, have, guys. Because like we have uh, ideas of, we look at that and we're like, that's what it's doing. But is it is really? Is it really? Like, we totally have to right. find out. Maybe like, we have to be more scientific oh, about yeah, it. You have to, because it's a scientific machine. All the musical yeah. instruments are, phys- are are made from the yeah, yeah, uh, science. Phys- science and physics yeah. and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. So there's a lot of stuff like that. So it's oh. a, yeah. Uh, we are doing a 30k giveaway, but not today. But we are going to be giving away one of these, a sound burner. But we're going to have a, a review about this, and on that video, we're going to be releasing it. It's a it's a rhythm. It's a machine that and it's a wearable metronome that you can like tap and stuff and use your device. And, and you feel it. And on you your feel arm. it on your body. It vibrates, or you can even put it on your chest. There's a chest strap. You can put it in your pocket. So you can you can like put different types of rhythms on it and stuff. No, no, I don't want to give it. <laughs> we have two. We have two. Oh yeah, they gave that's us so two. nice. They gave us two. One wow. to give away and one for that's us to so review. Nice. Yeah, we have to do those. So we have to do those. Those are gonna come out soon. That's gonna be for thirty k. So that's it's like it's pretty expensive. This thing. It's actually a pretty amazing thing. They're very great. We're gonna you're gonna hear more about them on the podcast uh, soon. We're gonna have some uh, little ads about them. So you can feel the pulse. So you can feel the pulse. (laughs) Feel the pulse. We'll make a t-shirt. Exactly. Feel the pulse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're also going to have a new store soon, too. The store that we have now, uh, we're going to be trying a new store soon as well, which is going to be new shirts and new things like that. cups. And cups and stuff. We have some cups back there, but don't go to that store. We're going to have a new store. It's going to be a lot better. And a lot of cool shirts. Yeah, we should feel the rhythm. Oh, yeah. We need a feel feel the rhythm shirt. That's cool. Feel the pulse. Um, So, yeah. A close hold Hanes though, that's pretty cool. It's a great flute. I like that uh, stuff. And also maybe just make we sure it's adjusted. Flute, yeah, make know? sure it's adjusted. Yeah. Because sometimes it's yeah. just leaking or something. Yeah, it could be leaking. Know? Get it overhauled. Fixed or up. just sometimes yeah, it's little... little things. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody was also saying it's a good idea to present info. I don't know what my stock head joint is and proper to. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's no more questions, I don't think. If we missed your question, let us know, uh, and we'll get to, we'll say them, we'll try to answer them. Uh, yeah, people are saying, yeah, people are saying a wearable metronome is a great idea. Yeah, it is a great idea. I had it on for about a week, uh, doing rhythms in my head, like complicated rhythms that I made in my head when I was walking around, and it was incredible. It really helped out with the... Uh, and people say, I'm yeah, rhythm, you're rhythm crazy. crazy. Yeah, I'm you're rhythm, rhythm crazy. Yeah. I don't go inventing rhythms in my yeah, head. Yeah, you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> that's exactly, what the, that's exactly what the crazy person about rhythm would say. You know? So... Um, um, I actually yeah. play the flute pretty much all the time with my fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. in my exactly. head while I talk yeah, yeah, yeah. or watch TV exactly. or walk in the street exactly but we're gonna have like i said we're also like i said uh, we're gonna have a video soon about the new store i'm gonna try to do it for next week a new store with new cups and everything like that so next check next friday we should have a store up 
for new cups and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so I think that's it. If there's anybody else that has a question, let us know. If not, um, Emily, you have, uh, well, you guys can check us out on our channel, on the food channel. You can also check out on our Patreon where you can help us out every month by donating uh, patreon.com slash the flute channel, I think, or mm -hmm. the flute channel online. It's the flute channel, I think. There you can help us uh, by uh, supporting us that way. Uh, that really does help. We're trying to grow that even more. I think we are close to $100 already a month. So if you want to give us you know, some money, <laughs> that'd be great. You can give as little as $12 a, a year. So a dollar a month, and that really does help us out a lot. Um, you can cancel any time. And then we also have the Flute Center of New York, uh, flutesforsale.com, and that's uh, they have the largest inventory uh, in the world. You can go on their website and use our code TFC, where you can try out flutes. So you can try up to three or four flutes for up to 10 days. This is worldwide. You can also call them and talk to them as well. They're all flutists there, so they're very knowledgeable. And uh, be sure, like I said, use our code TFC. That helps us out a lot. We had some people who bought some very expensive flutes. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, thank you very much if you're out there. Um, and I hope you enjoy I your hope new you enjoy flutes. your new flutes, and that helps us out. Even the cheapest flutes also help us out a lot. Yeah. But, you know, beginner flutes. We have a lot of beginner people who buy flutes too, which is great. Uh, we love you all. It's even the even the even the beginner flutists. It, everything really helps us out, and uh, it just uh, makes us very happy that you're. Uh, able to go on this journey with flute so yeah flutesforsale.com flutes the number four sale.com yes use our code tfc you can call them and do that and we also have our online studio if you want to have lessons with emily right here uh we do have an online studio we can have lessons for uh have one hour lessons with her we have packages package deals for four lessons eight lessons 12 lessons you can also try out one lesson with you yeah. as well, just to try, you know, like a, a tryout, excuse me, a tryout lesson. And some people uh, just take by the lesson. Yeah, and some people take by the lesson. You don't have to get packages. Yeah. Um, and you can check us out and email us for that. Uh, you can go either info at theflutechannel.com or you can go to the Flute Channel's website, theflutechannel.com. And on the on the top corner, you'll see the, the Flute Channel Studio or Flute Channel Lessons. And that's yeah. where you can get in contact with us about all those things so and this summer yeah. we had a person who was here last summer at the festival yes and uh, she's from germany yeah she came from germany twice last <laughs> year she came to the festival this year she came to meet family and she couldn't yeah. come to the festival but she came and took four or five lessons or yeah. two, uh, a couple of lessons yeah. with me here yeah in our house. and if you're ever in montreal and you want lessons uh let us know and uh, email us like i said at info info at theflutechannel.com that really does yeah it's our main way of communication and it was so nice to see her again and uh, totally she even brought a little presents from europe that was so uh nice of her i i still drink in the cup she brought me right 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 <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah totally. so it's cool when we meet people like that and yeah. we get to see them again yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah so that's all the information we have there somebody was saying eric was saying about the head joint stopper material yeah I think all corks should be taken out of flutes and use this new material because it does, there's several different types of material. Metal, Delrin plastic with, with washers. It vibrates really cool and it lasts forever, doesn't dry up, and you just have to replace the little washers which you can get at uh, at the Home, Dar Home Depot, you know. It's really that. It's just a, a plug to plug the other side of the thing. It's very, it's not rocket, it's not the magic science, you know, it's not yeah, the yeah. witchcraft of flute, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. 
so that's about it uh you can reach us all on all out on all of those places and uh, we'll be sure to do this in two weeks next week you're doing vivaldi for just practicing that'll be fun ending to... the summer with summer yeah <laughs> yeah and, well it's just, uh... just a practice it's just a just practicing you're just gonna yeah, yeah. it'll be fun but we're gonna have a music video come out with that in the future too we will have a mm. bunch of music videos a little maybe a little christmas album too where we have a lot of stuff to work on this uh next couple months yeah it's gonna be a big stuff until the end of the year we're yeah. gonna have a lot of stuff to book and all those things and you guys being here uh, for the podcast and for all those other for all the videos that we make and stuff uh we really appreciate it yeah. and yeah so thank you so much thanks so much guys i'm nick and i'm amelie and we will talk to you guys next time see you later